Hi again all. Hello. Welcome back to the new and improved Verging on Stupid podcast. And why is it new and improved, Andy? Well, it's not really. It's just going to be the same waffle as usual. You're so fucking miserable. Okay, well, what's changed since the last episode? I had a baby. Exactly. Now we get to compare sizes. Yay. This is I Have Questions. Okay, so first off, uh, we obviously need to apologise for our lack of episodes. I feel like it's actually a, a shared apology this time as well. You're not putting the blame on me this time? Well, not not wholly. I mean, okay, well, it's probably like 75% your fault. Well, let's start that you're going to own up to your own responsibility. Yeah. So, obviously, the reason, as mentioned in the intro, Andy has had his baby. Yay. (laughs) Sleeping well, Andy? Nay. No. Okay, so what's your little baby boy called? What's his name or what have I been calling him? (laughs) Let's go for name. Let's try and keep it polite. His PG name is Billy. And is Billy not behaving? Billy's a prick. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Uh, they do say what goes on the internet stays on the internet, so I reckon Billy will uh, well, thank it, you for that one. If it stays on there when he's old enough to listen to PG-13 podcasts, then I stand by it. Okay. And- I've already called it into his face. He can't understand it, so, yeah. Fine. He's got stuff to look forward to when he can understand it then, I guess. I'll probably tone it down a little bit by then. Fair enough. Call him a knob instead. Yeah, Penny gets a knob a lot. She does just get, God, you're a knob. Um, But that's normally at three o'clock in the morning, and it's not even her fault, but there we go. (laughs) Um, uh, When was little Billy born? Um, <laughs> do you want me to tell you? Because I know oh, I know. very well. It's the ninth, and I know it's the ninth, and I know why you know it's the ninth. I know it's the ninth because that's also my birthday. It's like it was planned. I had a little birthday present text off Andy to say that the baby was coming on my birthday. How nice is that? Mm, it wasn't very nice because it was like a week and a half early, so... Yeah, there was preparation to be done. Well, I find that having a baby early is a lot better than having it late because you sort of just don't expect it. You get rushed into it and it all happens without sort of sat worrying. Yeah. We we were five days early, so we were expecting something to happen, but you just don't know when, but you sort of... And I mean, I'd, be, I'd go with that. Like it, it did happen like abruptly. Yes, I but think that's the best I, way. I would have preferred it to be one day early rather than a week and a half early. Mm. Because 
I still had so much. Well, I say I had so much stuff to do. I'd done all of like the house stuff. So like the decorating was done, all of the the required items were purchased and built and yeah, stuff was ready for him. The only thing that wasn't ready for him was me. Like I Well, sometimes done... being thrown in the deep end is better than Yeah, but I had done like no baby reading and Oh no, baby reading. You don't do baby reading. Yeah, but everyone told me to do baby reading. No, I didn't do any baby reading. I think uh, I've always said, and I think I said it in an episode before Penny arrived, that learning on the job is definitely the best way of doing it. Yeah. And I think having a bit of knowledge is fine, but yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with anything. Because you, I think like you're in a better scenario for that to work because you have Shannon who does babies anyway. Well, she doesn't do babies. She does toddlers. Yeah, that's like... Taller, chubbier babies. Yeah. But me and Zoe had like, we'd never held a child before, a baby before. So we were very much starting from the the beginning. Yeah. But did you feel like you had like a fatherly instinct? Just to sort of. I fuck. (laughs) And the way that you said, I was like, oh, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that when it's your own. And I was just there in the hospital thinking, you lying. Not bad. (laughs) I didn't lie. Oh, just. It it comes in trickles, but it did not come all in one. And I was really hoping it did come all in one. Uh, Yeah, probably not all in one. But I did feel a lot like more relaxed. The thing is, differently, I I have younger brother and sister, who, when they were born, I was a teenager, so I was sort of used to having small babies around. Yeah, well, I had my niece for a little while no. living with me, but even then. I'd never like done stuff for her. I'd made I, I made the occasional bottle. But I didn't like pick her up and baby her. Baby her. I just just she was there in a crib and in a little rocker thing. Yeah. Fine. So, oh. uh, a question for you. Go on. Is there any part of the experience? Did, that you didn't really expect or was it a lot of stuff you didn't expect? Because obviously you sit at home before uh, going into the hospital and weeks before going into the hospital and you have this image in your head of how it's going to work, what's going to go on and then you get there was it what you thought it was going to be like or was it completely different? Um, it was completely different. I had in my head that Everything was going to not going to be calm because it's probably the most uncalm situation you're ever going to get put in in your life. Yeah. If you go in with a kind of like idea of how you want things to go, and in your head you're going to make a magical scenario of everything going perfectly, and that that doesn't happen. I think that can also lead to a lot of stress if it starts to go down a different path to what you want it to and expect it to. Yeah. So. I was like in my head hoping that, you know, we get woken up at eight o'clock in the morning with a, oh, just, just 
felt a kick or oh, I think it's time and Joe something like that. And for those just listening very carefully, you can actually hear Billy crying in the Can background. you actually? Jesus Christ, <laughs> downstairs, that's how loud he is. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, so like, I had in my head that we'll get up at a normal time and it won't be too bad to start with, but it'll progress nice and steadily and we'll get to the hospital and they'll be like, oh, okay, there's a bed here for you. Or because we read that you can buy side rooms, Joe, like if you think you're going to be in there for a day or two. Mm. And I was like, Do you know what? I don't care how much it costs. I'll be willing to pay that just so you're a bit more comfortable while you're in there. And they can't do that because the side rooms are being reserved for people that hadn't been COVID tested. Um, and, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, at least we can do this, that, and the other. And Joe steadily is into it. It's not the case. It was. How much have I told you of this? I feel like you haven't really heard much of the story. Well, we, you did tell me a bit, and then you said, well, I'm not going to tell you anymore because you were saving it for this episode. Right, okay. So we went... Zoe's water broke at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, not 8 o'clock like I was hoping for. Mm. Then I rang up the hospital and they said, oh, okay, we'll just time it and like see how often she's getting contractions and shit like that. I can't remember the intervals he said wait for. Um, or just come in at 8 o'clock when the morning shift starts uh, and take it from there. So we waited till 8 o'clock. Oh, so they told you to... Right, so when we phoned up, they were like, no, nah, you're not you're not coming in yet. You're too early. Don't bother. We'll only send you home. Well, Stay at home. And we were like, okay. And then Shannon was like, at one point, she was just like, no, I've got to go. And then when we got there, she was like eight centimetres. If we'd have left it half an hour later, we would have been having the baby in the car. Well, that's kind of, kind of similar, I suppose, but not at the same time. Yeah, so the woman said, oh, you can just come in at eight o'clock when the morning shift starts and into like the triage part and Mm. the the midwives will inspect you there and sit you like try and get a plan in place. So we, we did that. Were you allowed into the... Yes, so I was allowed in the whole time because I was her partner. But if she wanted someone else in there as well, she would only have been able to have one more person in there and it would only be when you go to the delivery suite. So not when you're on the ward or in the triage part. So that must have changed, either changed because of the they've got better sorting it all out or <clears throat> different hospital but when Shannon went up to the triage to get uh, examined I wasn't allowed up I had to go and sit in the car for an hour while mm. they were all sorting that out and then when she went to the suite I got a phone call to say right you can come up to the birthing suite so I wasn't allowed in the hospital until she went to the birthing suite oh, really? and yeah and we were only allowed just me in there there was only one person you couldn't have anyone else Oh, yeah, so it does sound like it got a little bit better. Mind you, we're going mm. back into mass, like, tier three now, aren't we? So it's probably going to reduce again. Anyway, I feel like I'm waffling on a little bit and not getting very far. So we went into triage. She got inspected. She was three centimetres. The the midwife there, uh, with, no, she was a generous three centimetres. That at. means what? Exactly. Does that mean the midwife's got big hands? That means or the small hands. a prick. That's what. 
<laughs> so the midwife said she was a generous three centimeters, which means she can't get put on the ward yet because she's not in active labor until she's four centimeters. So she wanted to send us home. Yeah. So she was like, I'll just give you a minute and like, like, like you discuss it between yourselves and see. It. And I, when she went, I just said to Zoe, he's like, Zoe, do you, cause Zoe won't challenge what people say. Joe, like she'll just go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so she'd normally say, yeah, okay, we'll go home kind of thing. Uh, and I'd looked at her and said, be honest with me. Do you want to go home right now? And it's like, she was like, no. So from that, I kind of gathered that a generous free might have been the midwife being a bit of a prick about it. So, well, I think it's because they always say, don't they, that if it's your first, getting between from say three to four centimeters is a lot longer time period than getting from if you've had like two or three. So I think that's what they do. I think, oh, is it your first? Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to take you ages then. Yeah. Okay. So we'll skip forward. The midwife came back. We said, no, we're not happy. We're going home. It was an uncomfortable drive in. It's going to be an even more uncomfortable drive home. And then even worse when we got to come back in again for what might not be a very long period of time. So you're like, okay, well, we'll, you uh, go for a like go to the cafe and have something to eat and Joe like try and walk about to Joe like get things moving along a little bit. So we're like, okay. She got we walked out of the triage part and as soon as like she was getting contractions proper like dead consistently and dead often when she was stood up, which is apparently more normal. Right. And she got out of the door of triage and there was a doctor like, uh, do you want a wheelchair? Because she was obviously in pain. And she was like, no, we've just been told to walk to the cafe to get something to eat and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, are you sure? And we're like, yeah, the midwife just said that as we walked out of the door. And she was like, it's quite a long way to the cafe. Obviously, we don't know the, the, the map of the hospital. So I'm assuming the cafe's around the corner or something. It's fucking miles away. So this midwife wanted us to walk to pretty much the opposite side of the hospital while she was having contractions every 20 steps. And, yeah, it just wasn't on. So I ended up trying to find it with her in a wheelchair. Couldn't find it. (laughs) Went to a vending machine that you could get, like, a toasty out of and microwave it yourself. She got about halfway through the toast, and we're like, no, we need to go back now. Um, and, yeah, so about an hour and hour and a bit passed between that time. So we went back in, and we're like, no, to, like, something's, like, Joe, it's, it's definitely progressed. Mm-hmm. The midwife was probably thinking, it's been an hour, it's definitely not progressed. So she sent us up to the, the, the ward, which was up two flights of stairs. And then she got examined again up there. And she was like, okay, so we were under the impression that she was at three. She's maybe progressed a little bit since then. And the midwife was like, okay, no, you're at nine centimetres. So we'll go Jesus. down to the delivery one, at which point we shit ourselves. So I knew for a fact that that midwife was chatting shit the first one. Mm. Uh, yeah, so because she was at nine centimeters, it meant that she couldn't have the epidural, even if she did. Even if she did want the epidural, she wouldn't have been able to have it at that point. 
uh, yeah, so everything at that point went into panic stations because, yeah, we were well behind schedule of where we needed to be in the hospital and stuff at that point. Yeah. But the midwife, the second midwife that, they were, that we were with was brilliant. Um, and, yeah, it went from there. But, yeah. And- yeah, we had a good midwife when Channel was giving birth, so uh, it helps a lot. But, yeah, so everything was very much not easy breezy and with the flow and at nice times in the day and consistent and shit. Yeah, so question, when did it feel real, even if it has, or has it yet? Did that, that make sense? Yeah, when did it sink in that I am responsible for human life? Yeah, so I've said in the past that the real thing, the thing that sort of made me feel like, holy shit, this is a living, breathing thing, was actually when she first, I could feel her breath on me. That was sort of when it sort of sunk in that this is alive and it was mine and I have a responsibility now now to keep it alive. Uh, It wasn't that soon. (laughs) No, it was a good few days, like, and I think one of the re- one of the contributing factors might have been how sleep deprived I was. So I know yeah. it's going to sound like me moaning, but in reality, Zoe should be moaning a lot more. But because of how little sleep I had in the days before that, I cannot stress to you enough how sleep deprived I was, mm. and. When you sleep deprived and you start trying to look after a baby and not know how to do anything for the first time, your mind starts doing some really weird shit. And like, one of like, I have a few different things, but one thing that I remember was the door handles in our house were flashing like a disco. Right. Because of how sleep deprived I was. That made That's me shit. Like because, yeah, exactly. I felt like I was actually tripping balls at that time. Um, <laughs> and then apparently the first night that we got home, in fact, I can't remember what I did. I'm, I'm just going quick, to pause. I'm going to quickly ring Zoe. Because Zoe's mum was around, like, looking after the dog and um, just making sure everything was all right in the house. Hello. Um, do you know the first night that we got back from the hospital? And your mum was there, and I went to bed, and then you came to bed. What did I do? That wasn't the first night, it was a couple of nights later. Okay, so what did I do that made you laugh? You sat up, and you were, like, unwrapping and rewrapping the quilt like the baby was there. All right, okay. Like, like, he was underneath it, and, like, you were wrapping him up. All right, okay. Like, spoddling him. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah. So I swaddled an invisible baby, <laughs> and this was two nights after. So two nights after we got home, so that was at like day four. Uh, so we were still sleep deprived that day four, and then the day later when they were because a mum and Zoe thought it was hilarious. I didn't remember it because I was like asleep at the time. And then, stupidly, the next night, I put a hoodie at the end of the bed 
because I thought, Joe, if I need to get up at daft o'clock in the morning and it's cold, I'll just chuck my hoodie on quickly. I did it again, but this time I was like semi-conscious enough. So I had my hoodie in my arms trying to feed my hoodie with a bottle <laughs> with milk going all over my hoodie. And it, it, was a, it was a decent amount of milk that came out as well, and they don't come out fast, so I don't know how long I was doing it for. But eventually I came round and I was like, and I shit myself because it was like my baby had melted. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck is going on? I was like proper panicking to myself, but I had to be quiet because Zoe was sleeping. I was like proper freaking out. And then I looked past her and he was just asleep in his crib. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus. And I down again. And I was like, oh, it's my hoodie. And it, have, you, have you found yourself... Um... Like rocking the pram, even though he's not in it. Or... I, would, I, do, I rock myself while I'm standing up. Like I yeah. spin my hips, even though I'm not even holding him. And it's not even like I'm not, it's not even like I'm sleep deprived anymore. I was doing that from day one to now. That is the hardest thing to get over is if I see Shannon doing it, like rocking Penny, you sort of copy her. <sighs> And you're like, what are you doing? You're not even helping out. You're just making yourself look all right, twat. <laughs> but you just can't help it. Your body just seems to go. I was, I was the other day leaning up against the pram and I'm pushing it backwards and forwards like she's in it, trying to rock her to sleep. <laughs> she's sat on the, on the sofa watching telly and Shannon just turned around me, what are you doing? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> just, you've got no control over yourself. You just have to give it a rock. Mental. Yeah, uh, yeah I sway randomly all the time now. Yeah, you get used to that. You stop. I've stopped. Good. Um, uh, have you nailed the nappy changing yet? Um, and is it as bad as you think it was going to be? Because I did tell you, don't worry about changing nappies because it's not that bad. Right. So the first poo that he I did... warned you about that, though. That was... Uh, they are bad. It was... Right. So... He was laying his little... This was in the hospital still. He was laying his little bed thing on the other side of the bed from where I was. And so we were both awake and it was like in the middle of the day. And I looked at him and thought, he's like, he's having a shit there. Like he is straining to high heavens. He's definitely having a poo. And mm. so he's like, no, no, it's just, it's just a bit uncomfortable. And then literally like 30 seconds later, the midwife came in. And like, do you like to examine him or do some or check up or do whatever they do? And then she just peeked in his nappy and she was like, oh, yeah, and he's pooed. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, now we look like bad parents because it looked like <laughs> we just let him wallow in his own filth for ages. But in reality, it was like 30 seconds ago that he did that. <laughs> so she And she like undid his nappy and she was like, oh, wow, that's massive. I'll leave that to you, as in me. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, so she was like behind the curtain letting me do it, like you're not watching me. So she'd yeah. like, she'd pretended like she'd fucked off, but she, I knew she was there. Pressure. So she was on the other side of a curtain. I was there looking over him, thinking, well, I, what the fuck do I do here? 
And so I basically just tried to copy the way that it was from the first one that the midwives put on. Hmm. And I opened it and it was like vandal grease. But it was like proper fused onto him. Yeah. And I had to like peel it off like Velcro. Or like, do you know them them blackhead masks? Face masks. Yeah. It was yeah. exactly like peeling one of them off his arse. And I was like, what the fuck? And because it was like that consistency, it took about 50 baby wipes to clean his arse. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just horrific and yeah yeah I remember that all good fun right Um, should we leave um, it there this week um yeah you've not got a dad joke though I know we'll have to skip the dad joke for your you you're that tired and you've had that a bad experience last couple of weeks I'm going to save you the sanity of not giving a dad joke this week I am so thankful Yes, I might even text you one later just to cheer you up a little bit. No, there's no need. Well, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, so welcome to the world, little Billy. I'm sure there'll be plenty more stories to tell. Uh, I've got some stories to tell from Penny, so we'll get on to that as well. Um, So until next week, goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you later.